you know, most weeks I like think of a good intro, but I like I like silence sometimes. It just makes me feel really safe. You know, dead air is the one thing you're not supposed to do in any sort of broadcast. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Let's be rebels. Let's just like sit. You know, what? instead of talking about the show, what if we just sat here and we just took a moment? Fred, I think I think Daniel had a joke for the <laughs> as uh, it's gone. <laughs> it was. It wasn't even that good. It was like, oh, dead air. It's our Halloween episode dead stuff it, welcome well, to bottle episodes <laughs> i don't think it's i don't think it's halloween episode though it is a halloween episode it's based on a horror film okay well here's the problem and, and david tell him why you picked the sixth episode because three of us all watched the sixth oh episode. yeah yeah yeah. three of us all watched the sixth episode so it's six three times six 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 this is our halloween episode ergo so wait when is this coming out halloween in two days well, don't tell them when we record. Okay, no, that's fine. We're not. No, not, it's not, it's not, this is not a doxy. Situation. We recorded this in July. <laughs> that's important. That people think like July twenty twenty four. We're time travelers. <laughs> normally, there's a bit of a space. Hi, t- okay. Also, I'm sorry. Did I did I mess this up? No. Who cares? I care. Just ha- you no. Know I mean, just no. But like in general, like wait, David, cut this part out where we're explaining that you didn't mess up, but just put like three full <laughs> seconds of bleeping before he says, "Did I mess this up?" Some people think you just said something horrible because they know we are fine with cursing on the podcast. So if we had to bleep something, that means yikes. Power, that's a real power move. If yeah. you leave cursing in and bleep something out, people are like, what's behind that bleep? Yeah. It's usually someone's address, credit card, or phone number. Or the fact that maybe OJ didn't do it. Yeah, that's fine. I'll leave that in. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> episodes it's the podcast where we watch a famously poorly rated show and then we watch its highest rated episode on imdb to determine if the show ever got better today's episode is about little shop a 1991 animated comedy uh, based on the film little shop of horrors i know you're thinking oh the late 80s musical comedy no the one from 1960 that it's based on because roger corman had the rights and he doesn't care he just loves money i love that about roger corman it is Okay, so here's the thing. Little Shop is an interest. Little Shop of Horrors is an interesting piece of which one? The whole zeitgeist. Of okay, it. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back and look at it. So it's a fascinating piece of like fiction that exists in reality that we exist in that it keeps popping up every dozen years in some vaguely new form that is. Representate that represents the form of it before. That um, is nis- hard, hard to disagree. I don't think we've had a version of Little Shop of Horrors since this cartoon. It's been on Broadway like twice. That's but the that's, same. That's a reboot of the old one. It's uh, not well, a new incarnation. So there's not a pure new incarnation. Maybe there's, you guys haven't seen my radio play. Oh, oh no! Well, I remember when the radio play of Little Shop of Horrors aired, and people actually thought that killer plants were roaming around, <laughs> killing people. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that, is that how they got him in that in 1991? Yeah, that's how, because the, there's a guy supposed to be Orson Welles in episode two. That's a reference that would only make sense to people that bothered to watch the episodes. There, also, in this there, episode. is, a, there is a yeah. comic book that came out at some point of Little Shop. Okay. Uh, so then, and it, it is also okay, but it's more, uh, it's based on the movie and it's kind of weirdly serious. Do they, you, do they have music in it or? In a comic book? You could, I don't know. Is it like, like one singing? of those gre- one of those greeting cards you open up in a song place? <laughs> <laughs> that actually, comic books should take that technology. Yeah. That, that would be pretty sick if like it opened up and like the page screamed at you. That would yeah. be pretty fun. 
just it takes you a long time to read a page. It's and it just it's the same Batman overture song yeah. over and over repeating. It would be a thick comic book. Have you guys ever gotten one of those cards with the songs? Yeah. They're too thick. When you, it's in the envelope, you're like, oh, God, something's about to play as soon as I open this. We're really having Andy Rooney-style moments <laughs> on this. <laughs> I hate the song True by Spandau Ballet. My whole family knows this. I hate that song. And my sister got me a birthday card when I turned, like, 13 that played True. And I have not recovered. <laughs> I'm still upset. That, that is the weirdest way to end a 60-minute is I, <laughs> I hate true. Every day, all of my family knows I hate, I hate true, true by, by Spandau uh, Ballet. What is... Well, I don't even know what that song is. It's in like 16 candles. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just yeah, don't fine. like that song. Wow. What a what a low level prank! It's really it's honestly no. Like, you think it's a low level <laughs> prank? You, you should have seen how mad I was. because no, I tried to throw the card away, but it just kept like showing up and just like being on walls. Ah. <laughs> they just kept putting it around the house. Yeah, not for long, but for like a couple of days, it was just still around. I'm gonna turn that into my ringtone whenever you call. True. Well, it won't matter i'm not there you know that's a, whenever whenever who's around whenever your mom calls me what oh no i've just been had <laughs> <laughs> he got me good ladies and gentlemen <laughs> what a prank dave that is what a, a prank that is a prank on level with most of the writing in this episode of little in uh, this show little shop little shop yeah i want to i want to come out and say this cartoon it's it's fine yeah, it it inspires nothing but indifference for yep. me. No, it's dry cereal. I like the I like the animation style a little bit. It looks like backyard baseball. It does like <laughs> it a lot. Really, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Like like I don't know why it does. I don't know if it's the same animators the, from France. Uh they built it in DOS. His his love interest uh, really looks like a backyard uh, baseball character. Uh, 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 Audrey, uh, Audrey, yeah. 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 She Audrey, who's now like the Mushnik's child. Audrey, so so I know Little Shop pretty well. Um, I like Little Shop a lot. I think the 1986 movie musical is perhaps the best movie musical ever. Uh, maybe top three. We, I will I will debate it with people, but I think you can argue that it's top three. It's one of my favorite stage plays. It's really hard to stage effectively um, because there's, there's a giant plant. It's not even the plant because oh. you can rent that plant. You think you're done when you get the plant done. There's so much other stuff in the show. There's the plant there. You have to have the plant that is the people at the end of the show. No, that, that one, I mean, that no, thing's that's... a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that everyone you can't sort rent of, that one. No, that's, that's because it's like technically a costume and the actors have to be in it. Mm. There's the thing that the dentist wears that kills him. There's clocks that move. There's a quick change in it that does the whole set changes in one song. It is a nightmare of a show that everyone thinks they're going to have a fun time doing and no one has a fun time <laughs> doing. Like, if you watch, a, like, go do yourself a favor if you're listening to this. Go to a local theater if they're doing Little Shop and just look at the stressed faces of the people who bought into way more than they meant to buy into. But... A, a, an unprepared local theater trying to put on Little Shop of Horrors sounds like a good Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. Oh, that, so that sounds awesome. Yeah. Here's that dead <laughs> air we were worried about. <laughs> Uh, I thought Dave was going to take it, but I think he's quiet. Yeah, he's doing something on his computer, and I, we both we both thought he had something to say. Yeah, I had nothing. Well, worse. I'll say stuff about Little Shop. One, um, you briefly brought up Roger Corman. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you know about Roger Corman, David. Uh, I a little bit, but not much. He's so, the Bloom. He's what is it? Bloomhouse, Mister what, what Blumhouse is, is what Blumhouse. Yeah, Corman launched way more insane careers than. Blumhouse could ever hope to. That's true. But you pull he, up the list, it's like every notable director of the 70s got their start working for Roger Corman in Francis his Francis Coppola. Scorsese. Yeah. Like uh, all the. Every Ron name. Howard's first directorial effort, yep. but also a lot of actors got their starts with them. Like Jack Nicholson's first role of note is in the original Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the Roger Corman had a low budget and didn't care. It was like, give it a try. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. He'll just gave anyone a shot. And as a result, launched a lot of careers, made a lot of duds. But he launched so many careers, they gave him an honorary Oscar. But here's the thing, didn't really care about quality. And that shows in this cartoon, because Corman produced it. 
he cashed in on the popularity of the 80s film that came out. Yeah. Made a cartoon. And I'm pretty sure just gave it to people. like, I don't care. Just make something. Let's make some money. And it feels like this cartoon was made by people that didn't really care. But, but less. So you have to remember, I'm on a different arc than y'all. You guys have seen a lot more stuff. The last thing I saw for this show was the Warren Buffett cartoon. And I hate the Warren Buffett cartoon so much. He's got a war on Buffett. I'm clapping. I don't know if it's picking up, <laughs> but I'm clapping. And then I saw this, and when I, I did Little Shop, the musical, yeah, uh, I was Audrey to the body, the, the, the puppet. And I was doing research, and when you do research on parts, I'm sure you all know this too, sometimes you do like important uh, d- deep research about like stuff, and then sometimes you vaguely watch something in the background while you're eating sushi. And I found this cartoon, and I vaguely watched it while eating sushi. Well, I'll bring up some points because I think we actually need to talk about the show proper rather. Yeah, than let's do it. The background yeah. of Little Shop of Horrors and all that. Uh, it's got some of the worst raps I've ever heard. <laughs> These are boring raps that sound like at best they were made for a Burger King commercial. That's the level of quality of rap. But here's here's something about how in, instantly dated this show would have been and what kind of doomed it immediately. Um, early 90s, 1990, 1991, that sort of style of pop rap was pretty popular. You've got your MC Hammers, your Vanilla Ices, etc., etc. But this show had the terrible fortune of debuting three days before Smells Like Teen Spirit came out <laughs> and completely reshapes the culture, especially musically. So you've got this like MC Hammer-type <laughs> rapping plan. And meanwhile... Kids all across America now find that to be the corniest thing in the world. It not only has the bad rapping, though, it also has... The rapping is, is interminable. It's there's, The theme song is like... It, it was only a minute. It felt like a five-minute theme song. I, I, I implore you to check out uh, the Ninja Turtles live album, Coming Out of Our Shells. Yeah, you think I didn't know what it was called? I know it's called <laughs> Coming Out of Our Shells. Come on. And The rapping in that is worse than this. Why are you telling me? I've heard it. Tell this to David. David, the rapping in the Ninja Turtles Coming Out of Our Shells is so bad that at one point, one of the turtles goes, I'll never stop. And then stops for about two bars mm-hmm. of, of what clearly should be rapping still, and it's not it's not clever. It's just they decided they were done writing that day. Like it's it, I I don't know if you if you've ever heard this before, but have you ever heard a song that in the middle it sounded like someone was going on their lunch break and then forgot to fill in the back end? That's what this sounds like. <laughs> Everything in this relatively rhymes. Like I, I'm, I, I, I feel feel that I've had a lot of bad raps, and it's okay. This rapping is of its time. I will say it's enthusiastic. It is very enthusiastic. My thing is the bad doo-wop. The bad doo-wop. Oh, there's only like one bad doo-wop song, mostly rap. Well, of the two episodes we saw. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't watch the whole entire series? No, we watched two episodes. Did you watch every episode? <laughs> This isn't Tomes and Talismans. You didn't need to do that. I just wanted to... You enjoyed it. No, absolutely oh, okay. not. I cannot... I can comfortably say I don't enjoy this. I was trying to... I love f- how you do the extra credit on these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. I just, I just want you guys to think I'm pretty. Uh, so real bad. how much doo-wop, how much hip-hop, and are there any other genres throughout all 13? It's mostly doo-wop and hip-hop. Okay. It's, There's not like a Klezmer solo at some point? No, it, it's really pulling from... Even I'm actually surprised it's not pulled from the 1986 movie because it's well because really corman doesn't have the rights to the 1986 movie he doesn't own those songs yeah i didn't know he, yeah i just thought i just thought because like there's so many movies there's so many kids cartoons that were based on pg-13 films plenty are robocop uh rambo police academy uh there was uh, uh conan the barbarian how do you do rambo there was starship troopers i didn't know there was starship troopers in that the late 90s the was a cgi one wow oh that sounds like garbage. I've not seen it. I'm just aware it exists. I ju- it sounds like you'd remove all the satire from it. Well, you, the no, satire. You dial it up because kids can really handle it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that satire got added later by by Van uh, Van Verhoeven, the director. I can do it. By the way, uh, he's RoboCop as well. Yeah. I so know. Yeah. no, th- how many of his films 
God, all of his films should get turned into cartoons. Every single one. <laughs> Every Verhoeven film should get turned into a cartoon. The lesbian nun one? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Just for kids. So we're introduced to Seymour, and Seymour Krellborn is a geek. He has all the ability to be a nerd, but he is not smart. And he doesn't tell, and he tells us that he is not smart. Yeah, he just said that's how the show starts. Him talking to the camera, being like, "I'm a nerd, but I'm so dumb." And then he falls out of bed because he's got a three-story high bed. Yeah, for some reason, in the opening scene of this. It looks, it looks like a German expressionist film, <laughs> and then they abandon that aesthetic for the rest of the show. And in that opening, I was like, that's interesting. Maybe this will be a German expressionist cartoon. Nope. Nope. One scene. One guy got to sneak it in right at the beginning. Yeah. That's how a lot of this feels. It's like one guy got to sneak in one idea. And well, that he- is the thing about Corman. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, make a thing. You come in under budget and ahead of schedule, do whatever you want, which is how so many great people got launched through his projects, but uh, people forget the duds. This is certainly a dud, and this is also well after Corman's prime. Heyday, yeah. Yeah. And he was- But he's uh, still before he received his Lifetime Achievement Oscar, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird that this was produced by a guy with a Lifetime Achievement Oscar. Uh, And the fact that he directed Little Shop. I mean, what's it called? Family Dog- Tim Burton, yeah. Steven Spielberg, Brad, uh, Brad Bird, Brad sort Bird. Of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, other people too. But I'm just saying, like, those, no. I mean, like, plenty of Oscar people just make no, no. I, bad I shit. think it, it, the weird thing is that Roger Corman has one. Oh, so, just a general. He made yeah. Bucket of Blood. This cartoon exists because of Bucket of Blood. That's weird. Because uh, Bucket of Blood got made, and then they had the sets for two more days. So he was like, I don't know. We'll shoot something else real quick. And the something else real quick that they shot was Little Shop of Horrors. But Little Shop of Horrors existed because they had the set for two more days. And they were like, let's just shoot that. So then we go to the the plant shop, the flower shop, that Mushnik owns. And now Audrey is Mushnik's child. And in some episodes, she in the two episodes we saw, this is going to get retconned later on, she wants to be a fireman. And that is the beginning and end of Audrey. See, it's a little vague because sometimes she's like... Wants to be a, a fire person, mm-hmm. but sometimes I get the impression that she wants to start fires. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit. She's trying to learn their either secrets. or, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she's also doing that weird '90s thing that if you have one like, you have to like that is how you talk from here on out. Well, that like, is how I am with Jeopardy. In fairness, that's true. You do love a Jeopardy, Sam, and it's all I talk about. And so, these TV shows. Well, you force me to do these. We are in an unfinished basement <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I ha- there's no escape. There's a big dog blocking my way from leaving. It's a terrifying dog. It's I okay. There's a dog here, and I'm pretty sure it's a man in a suit. It has <laughs> no knees. When we came here, day one, he has no knees. I don't know what that means. Um, he doesn't. He can't do stairs he at all. No, it's dog. Hello, friendly dog. Don't worry. He has no knees. So he gets thrown in the trash by a kid named Pain. Oh, we're back to the we're back to the description of the oh. episode. The dog did not get thrown in the trash. Everybody. You can't throw that dog. He's so big. He's so big, and he has no uh, knees. But uh, so he does. Uh, it's even worse that he's walking to school, and there's a bully who is pain a driller. Pain driller. Who is a giant big guy with uh, a bigger mouthpiece apparatus, which is just to represent that he's going to be a dentist. Yes, which isn't even, yeah, it's just, it's just, there was a dentist who was a villain in the movies. Is that Steve Martin? Yeah, Steve yeah. Martin in the, yeah. Yeah, okay. In the, the 80s. In the in the 86 one, yeah. I couldn't tell you the other one. The the one where Jack Nicholson, the one that everybody talks about. He's a patient. About, he's a patient, yeah. and he's in there for like a second. He's literally walking out. Um, so yeah, pain driller decides that he needs to get his notes that are waterproof thrown away and he throws his notes away and then he ends up in the dumpster and then the dumpster takes him to the dump and then in the dump, it all pours out and he finds what he thinks is a stone, but it turns out it's a petrified seed. But he takes it because he says, I'll add this to my rock collection, which we've not heard about before (laughs) and we'll never hear about again. But this, he's a nerd, except for he's dumb. Th- this rock collection exists for that scene to be mentioned and nothing else. So, this thing, they're, they're not fully incompetent because in the in the episode six, they discuss 
the used magnet store, and I think it's just a dumb throwaway line, but guess what? It does come into play later. I mean... So they know to set these things up. <laughs> they know to do that. In fairness, a lot of kids just have rock collections, but they're not real rock collections. This show's not for kids. I cannot imagine any kid enjoying this show. This show's for people that like Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> and none of them would have enjoyed it. I don't... T- this is what this show... I disagree. Very... Uh, respectfully... I disagree with you. Disrespectfully, I think you're out of line. (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead. Here's my pitch. This is what I think this show is. This show, it is the most in between two other shows that you'd much rather watch. Like, this show is if Thundercats was on, and then this show, and then Animaniacs was on after that, it's the most, like, this is fine to sit through. I'm going to, like, it's a bathroom break of a TV show. Yeah. I could imagine passively watching this, I guess. But even then, it's not fun to look at. It is an unpleasant it it it's the stylization this show goes for it is not landed. I will agree and there were several scenes where I was like, are we going to like finish coloring this or are we just going to call it done? Oh, we're calling it done. Okay. That's yeah. the Corman touch. Yeah. It's like um, if someone just put green ooze all over Harold in the purple crayon. That sounds amazing. Wow. Coming in hot with the Herald reference. Yeah. <laughs> I got references. Yeah. All right. So then he takes <laughs> Disrespectfully. it. Disrespectfully. Disrespectfully. <laughs> he takes it back to the flower shop. And at the flower shop, he puts water on it. It grows. Boom. It's Audrey Jr. No, no. Oh. He doesn't. He puts it in his lunchbox. And he's like, I don't know. I guess I made a greenhouse in my lunchbox. And okay. then it, it starts to grow slowly. And it eats his bologna sandwich. Thank you. By the way, there's also like a setup which I thought was going to come in at the end where he packs himself a bologna sandwich for lunch every day, but he never gets to eat it because the bully takes it away from him. And I thought it would have been nice if at the end of the episode it came full circle and the plant got to prevent the bully from taking the sandwich and it got to like end with him eating the sandwich. He gets uh. something he likes at the end. But that never happens. We never really get comeuppance for the bully in the first episode. No. Things go great for him. He thinks that the guy's cool. No, he gets tossed at a dumpster. Yeah, but he's ultimately fine. Okay, so he uh, goes. You're to... looking now. Wait, we need to stop. You're looking okay. at 1991 tossed at a dumpster. That's in kids cartoons. That's getting. That's you being almost murdered. But yeah, but he got three cut. days later, smells like Teen Spirit will come out. And <laughs> living in a dumpster will be cool. <laughs> so wait. Okay. Great. So. <laughs> Audrey too grow. Oh, excuse me. Audrey Jr. grows. Probably why they changed it. And Audrey Jr. is so excited to see his family. He's like, "Where's my whole family? Where are they? Where do they live?" And then they go back to the. I wait, actually think wait, we've no, left no. out one important thing that we okay. should talk about with Audrey Jr. in this, which is in the original film and then the musical remake. A big part of the plot is that the plant feasts on human blood. Yes. Yeah. This one is just a Ninja Turtle. It's just like, give me that junk food, brah. <laughs> I mean, it's it seems to be meat products, and apparently it does eat people off screen occasionally. It alludes to it, but we, it never actually ends up eating one. In, in fairness, you know what? Uh, I don't know if they did this, but in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, were they killing people? The cartoon. You know, I've not seen the cartoon. Yeah, I don't know about the cartoon because I feel like that's just... A, you can't have them eat people in this children's cartoon. Yeah. You want to hear a fun uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes uh, anecdote? More than you will ever know. Um, so in the 80s, my mom worked at like an early video game company in L.A. And they had the licensing rights to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes to make an Attack of the Killer Tomatoes mm-hmm. video game. And then like right at the end of the production, they lost the rights to make the game. But they still needed to put this thing out. And I guess there was a lot of discussion like, okay, so we can rename it, you know, and you don't have to do much because you still just got these weird red spheres floating around attacking. You can call them aliens or whatever. But apparently someone was like, no, what the kids, they they like tomatoes. So we need to keep tomato <laughs> in the name. So it was just like a general tomato based game when it got released. That's rather than like, if I'm a kid, I'd rather buy like, oh, here's some aliens attacking me game. But they like, no, tomato cell. Tomato quest. I yeah. want to be clear. 
man, when that story started, I would never have guessed that the end of that story would be, and then there's still tomatoes no matter what. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. that's like, weird. Why do you keep the tomatoes? I really, I really, really thought it was going to be like, and so then it ended up being zombies ate my neighbors, and it's a pretty successful game. No, like, that's no. what they should have done. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I really, I was like, I was about to find out the origins of Space Invaders. Yeah, and that's how we made Pac-Man. Like, that's what I really thought. Not fuck you, it's tomatoes. It's still tomatoes. Always tomatoes. <laughs> so, Audrey Jr. and Seymour go back to the dump, and then he goes. Well, hold on. It's, yep. it's weirder than that, though, because he gets the, uh, he's like, oh, I need, he's like, you want people to like you? They have to do that whole thing. Before that. Oh, right? when he shoots the seed yeah. in his head? Oh, so we, yes. This, you need to establish he does have weird magic powers. Yes, Audrey Jr. does have weird magic powers. He shoots the seed. That Okay, I got to find a better way to say that. Um, He picks up, a yeah, he picks up like a different plant seed, infuses it with magic uh, plant spit, and then spits the pellet seed. An underrated power he only uses once. Yeah. And it's he. It's I think uh, Seymour is the coolest non-greed dude around, or something like that. Yeah, and then it hits Pain Driller in the face. He was aiming for Audrey. Audrey, Audrey to you know take away her consent. A classic of '90s cartoons. Where was the Revenge of the Nerds cartoon? <laughs> it's actually weird there wasn't one. That yeah. actually is really weird there wasn't a revenge. I'm glad there wasn't a Porky's cartoon. I feel like that's a real dark. Cartoon. No, they did. He was a pig. Okay, I'm going to describe the face Brandon is getting <laughs> right now. Furious. He pulled out a knife, and he is so mad at me. It's it, no, because it's you're, you're, it's it's not the it's the wrong type of furious. It's furious, but there's exhaustion in it of like, yeah, I, I, we could, but we didn't have to, but you did. I uh, used up all my my interesting stories when I talked about the tomato game. Love that tomato I'm game. I'm on autopilot for the rest of the episode Dude, making Porky the Pig jokes. <laughs> yeah, you really brought your A game. That's all, folks. Nice. So, they go to the dumpster after they have shot... Oh, yeah, they shot him in the face. They shot Pain Driller in the face accidentally. It was an accident. And then Pain Driller thinks... That's also a thing that's never going to play into it, is that for like 20 minutes... Pain Driller thinks that Seymour is the coolest cat to ever cool that isn't green. And that's not going to be important in any way, shape, or form moving forward. An interesting moment. In yeah, it only the bully seems to like, affect him for about five minutes. Yeah, you actually could. That's, that's why the plant throws him in the trash. He takes him off the motorcycle. He, that uh, Pain Driller is like, you're coming on the motorcycle. So they're all riding that. Yeah. And he throws him in the dumpster. There is just a very unnecessary scene where a plant throws a child in a dumpster from the back of a motorcycle. And then I think they don't. They go past the landfill. They go to the petrified forest. He's like, "Oh no, all my no." It's family. next to the landfill. It's oh, next, it's next to, to the land landfill. Yeah, and I'm gonna say there's a joke that I I, I laughed at. Um, I'm also want to say I I la yeah, last night I saw Exorcist Believer, so I'm very forgiving because I hated that movie. But when they go, don't please don't stand on the petrified glass uh, grass. I laughed. I was like, <laughs> that was a joke. I see what a joke feels like. Wow, this show has broken your brain. <laughs> You're all too forgiving. Yeah. But uh, uh, Junior is devastated that uh, all of his family is dead. There was a period of time when plants ruled the world and they ate people. And now the opposite is true, where people rule the world and they eat plants. Like vegetable soup. And vegetable soup. Oh, yeah. And uh, there is, a, there is a, a kid joke where the kid goes, man... Do you, and where Audrey Jr. goes, do you eat vegetables? And then he goes, not that I want to. And I went, you know what? Maybe if I was eating a, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich watching this and I was 12, I would have enjoyed that. No, that, but that's a solid kid joke. Here's the thing. We know for a fact that Jr. is willing to eat plants because earlier he eats a pizza, which would have tomato sauce on it. So he is a hypocrite <laughs> who deserves to be publicly shamed. <laughs> There's also grain making that crust. Yeah, there is grain. Wait, yeah, did we forget about the whole pizza part? We didn't that's before that. Yeah. Is it I don't remember what, what it is. Okay, what happens after that? What is this pizza part? No, no, the pizza part it's how he gets the plant in the first place. We, no, he doesn't jumped all around. He doesn't get the pizza by he doesn't get the plant by ordering the pizza. 
No, I the plant I, orders a pizza. I, yes. Oh, the plant. Okay, I forgot about the scene where the plant orders the pizza. Yes. Yeah, the plant orders the pizza, and then the bully, who's also the pizza delivery guy, yeah, just walks into the plant store. A thirteen-year-old pizza delivery boy. Yeah. With a motorcycle. Who uh, also then will is just going to steal from the register and also all the money when he walks into the plant store he just walks through a wall. No, there's a door. There's a door. Okay, everybody. Brandon looks like he's finding out about doors for the first <laughs> time. Are you sure, Brandon? How did you get in here? That was <laughs> a, that was a. It must have been a bit. I was like getting like a sandwich or something because I was when I was watching. It. But I remember him. You like, see someone outside of a building, <laughs> look away for a second, see them back inside the building. You're like, did they just walk through the wall? <laughs> Teleportation. I thought, was, I thought the joke was he was so strong that he just busted through a wall. No, I misunderstood no, what I was looking. Okay, you know what? The animation of this show is that good. The animation of the show is really poor. Yeah, it's not great. It's very much it's so yeah. He leaves the pizza down. The plant gets the pizza next because he eats eats the bologna sandwich, then eats the pizza, then he's strong enough to fight the bully. Yes, and then he hangs the bully upside down. Oh, and that's the other thing because yeah, because Mushnik's mad at him because uh, he's like, "You make me buy pizza for you." Yeah. Then it just ends when uh, Junior makes the plants try to stick up for themselves and they grow real nice, and then. The owner of the plant shop's like, actually, since the plants look so nice, you're not losing your job. No, there was, there's another step you're missing. Oh, because he, uh, he, he tries to get him to rise up, and he's like, uh oh, I'm gonna have to kill this plant. Seymour's like, I have to kill this plant before mm-hmm. it fucks everything up. I better overwater him. Yeah, classic way to kill a plant. What a TV safe way to kill a plant. <laughs> uh, and so he just pour, he's trying to do water and uh. uh Junior's got his vine on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it explodes and puts water everywhere. So now the plants are revitalized. Because that's the problem with the shop is Mushtick doesn't water his plants. Yeah, okay. I don't like this show. We're in we're done with the first <laughs> episode. It's not the worst show I've ever seen by any stretch of the imagination. It's just very boring. Um, but I think most of the hatred comes from people that love the film. Being like, this sucks. Well, it's it's a dry serial situation. It's also a lost media situation because it just didn't. We couldn't find it for a while. And could you imagine? Because the the last show of this was episode nine, and it just came out this year. Like they just found a, a VHS copy rip of it this year. Also, if you choose to watch this show, you're going to be watching a bit compressed nightmare. Like the the thing we saw was a nightmare to look at. Yeah. Just deeply unpleasant. Could you imagine spending years and years and being one of those lost media guys and like trying to find the lost piece of Little Shop and all the stuff that I said about Little Shop before and all you know, all the stuff you know about Roger Corman and uh, all that. And then you see it and it's just a wrap and plant over some static how pissed off you would be. Yeah. Like if you spent years trying to find this show and you found this piece of cereal, you'd be furious. I mean I I've definitely followed lost media communities before and i i've definitely seen things that got found and people are like well that was a waste we should have never found that <laughs> like uh, uh the nut check which i think we discussed last time you were on i do i think every check. time i come on i'm always about to talk about the nut i check. remember when the nut check was found people were like oh that was we should have never found that <laughs> whoops what have we unearthed <laughs> yeah it's better than nut check this this cartoon is better than the nut, nut check well what a high bar yeah it's they just added Nothing too little shop in it. No, they. <sighs> hey, guys, if you're enjoying our spooky Halloween episode, uh, don't forget and rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Scrambled.edu, Pod Podcast Addict. That's actually the one I use. Uh, just any of them. Just subscribe to it, uh, rate it, whatever. Let people know about it. Tell people about a bad show, and then they're like, how'd you find out about it? This podcast. Whoa, crazy. What natural conversation. You hate small talk. Tell them about a weird TV show you watched where they uh, you know, castrated chimps. I don't know why I love telling that story to people, but that's one of my favorites to tell to people. Anyway, uh, follow me at DPIC Comedy, Daniel Crow at Daniel F. Crow, and Brandon Gorin at Brandon Gorin. And you can uh, check out my uh, TikTok at LitGrandma69, where I post stuff over there. And I have a comedy special out on YouTube called Goblin King. All right, guys, back to the episode. Look, if what you have is this property with a cult following, 
but you're going to need to sanitize a lot of it for kids. Don't try to do the exact same thing as the movie, minus the things people like. Take a big swing. Make it a buddy cop show between a kid <laughs> and a talking plant. Who cares yeah. at that point? No, you're right. Yeah, make Holy it a shit. I would, yeah. Already Mystery a week. That sounds like it would rule. Yes. Yeah. 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 Where he partners up and the talking plant is devouring criminals or something. Yeah. Here's my pitch. He's real tough on crime. It's yeah. not. It's a ripoff. It's one of those ripoff shows, but it's a ripoff of Scooby-Doo. So everyone's there. We got Mushnik. We got the dentist. We got Audrey. We got Audrey, too. And we got the we'll have the urchins there. We're going to have everybody there. But. Instead of like, oh no, every week they hop into their floral van and they have to like start building like a new wedding floral thing, but something goes wrong, now they have to solve a crime. Yeah. It's it's wedding planner crimes. Well, they're not always doing weddings. Sometimes they're at funerals and they have to figure out who murdered the person and then at the, the season- funeral. Who murdered someone at the funeral or who sure, murdered Dave, the person who died at Both. the funeral? Okay. Yeah. Murder at the funeral. Yeah. It's real Agatha Christie situation. No, it's literally a different film directed by Frank Oz. Death at a Funeral. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. He directed that movie twice. Um, Yeah. And he did Little Shop of Fours, the 1980s version. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. Uh, So, okay, you know where the the last episode is? Yeah. Or the the season finale? Okay. Well, we didn't watch that one, but. Rose Parade. The Rose Parade? Yeah, we do the Rose Parade. Oh, you're pitching. I thought Yeah, I'm pitching I, here. Yeah. I thought you're backside because you watch every episode. No, no, no. The Rose Parade is okay. the last one so that like you have all these beautiful floats and they have to figure it I think this is a uh, this is a TV and show. That's when the roses attack. You know that the episode that we watched for the bottle episode is a parade episode. Is it? Yeah, we watched episode six. Episode six, the parade uh, uh, I loathe the parade. Yeah. Yes. I love that. We should talk about it. <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> No, we'll talk about it in a minute, but we're we're talking about a more fun version at the moment. It's having at the Rose Bowl. It's like we invited an Alzheimer's patient onto the show. Are you Grandpa, you're on a podcast. <laughs> I am. Well that's wonderful. It's like you know those uh those neighborhoods that they build for Alzheimer's patients in like retirement communities that look like old nineteen fifties towns and they just have like a fake movie theater set up so if they wander somewhere it's safe. You've just wandered into the podcast room. You're, you're, yeah, this we're is like a retirement community fifty years into the future. And there's just two guys always set up ready to do a podcast. We're, we're paid in Bitcoin to talk about whatever you want. Old media from the nineties? You bet grandpa <laughs> <laughs> all right, our, all our guests from now on are going to be Alzheimer's patients. <laughs> from the future, yeah. talking about things from the 90s. <laughs> that's the thing that's... You know what? I'm going to be real honest. I sat here and I had a moment where I had to be like, okay, Brandon, you are not. It is not the future. <laughs> Check your hands. Who's, who's the president? <laughs> Biden's the president. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we are in a desert? It started already. Are we in a desert? Yeah, b- brought on by the climate wars. <laughs> no, it's dictator Biden now. It's <laughs> yeah, it's his gr- it's his grandson. Yeah, the Biden dynasty has not <laughs> failed we're since the election of the original Joe. Hunted Biden, the weird. <laughs> Hunted Biden, the weirdest Biden. <laughs> Dude, if this was, by the way, in the 1980s, if it was like the same TV culture as the 80s existed now, there would be Hunter Biden cartoon. Oh, I'm. There'd be like Hunter Biden's Extreme Adventures. <laughs> Little Hunt. I mean, honestly, in the 90s, there probably would be one of those TV fun houses about oh, Hunter yeah. Biden. Yeah. God, Little Hunt. Well, or, yeah, or what's, what's the, uh, what's the dog that Biden had that bit somebody? Oh yeah, him and Hunter. Yeah, him and <laughs> they Hunter. They go around and, and they cause crimes <laughs> from the creators of Mike Tyson mystery. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, that's like the main villain in the Little Shop of Hunter Horrors Biden? is Hunter Biden and the, do- <laughs> and the Biden dog that bit somebody. <laughs> they're always chasing him down, and they're like, "We're gonna get you on taxes and gun charges." And Hunter Biden's like, "Not today." Junior tries to uh, drink some of Hunter Biden's blood and gets high. <laughs> 
for the record, this is coming from a Delaware perspective, yeah. not a political perspective. Yeah. Oh, my, mine's mine's deeply political. In 2020, the election was stolen. Do you guys? <laughs> wow, another thing we have to bleep. <laughs> Yeah, we're fine keeping it that uh, with uh, every stance on OJ. <laughs> I'm actually one of the few people that thinks the election was stolen from Gary Johnson. <laughs> Not a lot of us, but I'm out there. <laughs> you lost a different election yeah. where you had to choose who the election was stolen by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about this episode where... Episode six. Yeah. Six. I load yeah. the parade. I thought we were going to do the 360. Yeah, he was the last one that needed to say, and he didn't. Yeah. You haven't been bringing your A game today, David. No, I've been real relaxed in I my think corner. you're still a bit uh, shell-shocked from last night, and you don't have all your energy. Oh, I think I'm in the pocket, baby. The pocket. Yeah, and thrilling jokes like that only prove it. <laughs> well, the pocket of Big Pharma. I want to tell you something about Big Pharma. <laughs> so, have you guys heard about... What's happening? To Y'all people? heard about big pharma. <laughs> you guys heard about what's happening with people on the vaccine six months from now, right? Okay. Go on. Here's the thing: the vaccine has twirled RNA in it, right? That's what the new. That's what the vaccine does. And what is in that RNA is actually a computer chip. And the not this time. This time was a false flag. But ne- this is a podcast, but a child's cartoon. Uh, yeah. So you're gonna cut this part out, right, David? <laughs> yeah. Don't feed the plant. Please. <laughs> yeah. Tell you. Cut this out. Because a lot of people cannot tell that he's joking, probably. (laughs) Bottle episodes, problematic. Anti-Biden friends. (laughs) How do you think Biden would feel about the little shop cartoon? Well, I tell you, it reminds me of my time back in Delaware with Corn Pop. (laughs) That's all I got. Yeah. I feel like Biden would... uh, I'm really not bringing my A game. Biden, Biden... You're not... Biden would very politely watch a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he would very be, politely be like, oh, I, I see that you made that. I think, Wow. I think he would relate to the plant because he is that way with ice cream. Oh. My mom my mom met Joe Biden once. We've all oh, met, met Joe Biden. Biden. We're in Delaware. Jesus Christ. It's not impressive. Was she supposed to meet him or was he just out and about? Well, the f- we almost ran into him. Like Literally last, a week ago. <laughs> like, yeah, just randomly. Yeah. Do you, can you get him on, think we can get him on the show? Um, get him we on have. The pod? Yeah, we yeah. shouted it. <laughs> no, you're leaving. He's coming to recording. We're yeah. doing, I think we're doing Little Bush with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different Alzheimer Dude, episode. What if, what if Joe Biden came down here and he was like doing the same bit I was doing? He was like, let me tell you something about the vaccine. You're like, son <laughs> of a bitch. The 2020 election was stolen. By who, Joe? Oh, my God. I love I love Biden bragging about stealing the election. <laughs> no, he'd be like, not by me. It wasn't supposed to be me. It was never me. It's some sort of oops all berry situation. <laughs> there was an accident at the factory. <laughs> oops all Biden. So uh let's I feel like you guys are trying just desperately not to talk about this next yeah, episode. Yeah, this show Dude, I, I, I'm I trying tried to, to talk about the show. It's very boring. I tried to bring it back and then I got scolded. I want to be clear. <laughs> I was like, and now let's talk about it. And then you were like, No, we're not ready yet. I loathe the I loathe the parade. I mean, look, I get why it's lost. Just who would think to preserve it? Why it was lost, rather. It's so boring. I mean, yeah, Junior falls in love with it. So there are supposed to be lessons learned at the end of this episode. Oh, they can go fuck themselves. And I cannot <laughs> figure out what the lesson to learn at the end of this episode is. There is a song about love in this episode. Is that the lesson they want us to learn? So Junior falls in love with the Venus tra- flytrap. Junior the plant. Uh, meanwhile, Audrey is picked up by the reigning fire queen to appear in the Tournament of Hoses parade. Mm-hmm. A fire department parade. Which, you know what, though? We got to give this show some credit. It's pro-fireman, less pro-cop. We never see any firemen. Just people who love firemen. Yeah. That's untrue. Okay, well, you watch more episodes. No, no, that's true. That's untrue in this episode. The are dude there who get, They're in the parade, also, aren't they? Who also gets stuck to pain driller oh, is a fireman. Now, he was driving. I wasn't sure if he was a chauffeur or a fireman. No, he had the, the fireman outfit. He that was, was a fetish thing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fight fire? With fire. <laughs> not on your A-game today. <laughs> not not there. It's exciting to be on a lost episode of something. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the plots Spooky. of this. Spooky. 
So it starts. Let's do an hour and a half. I'll edit out like twenty minutes. It starts with Audrey being like, "Thanks for helping me pick out a present for my dad." She says that to Seymour. Yes. And Seymour's like, you know, he's got uh, Riz as the kids say. So he's like, "Anytime, babe." And then they go, and she gets her dad suspenders. Red suspenders. He, red suspenders. I'm not sure if it was meant to reference firemen or Santa Claus, but here we are. It also is just the character design. So, yeah. like, it's probably firemen. They're not, they're Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Mushnik wears red suspenders already. And I think the joke is she always buys him red suspenders. So I didn't know if, like, that's another problem. It's like, I didn't know if they were trying to make a fireman joke or if they were, un, like, I didn't know what the hell they were trying to say with that. Yeah, I I think you're actually probably right that it is a joke about how cartoon characters always wear the same thing. But his red suspenders are not distinctive enough for me to immediately go, ha ha. Oh, yeah, Mushnick's always wearing these. Yeah. There is one visual joke in this. Well, I guess they figure by six episodes in, we would really have established a form for the characters. By the way, we are, like, a month and a half post smells like teen spirit at this point. If you're wearing, <laughs> if you're wearing red suspenders. You're not getting any respect on the streets. No, if you better be, if you're wearing red suspenders and a white t- is what? Oh, he's having an Alzheimer's moment. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> what just... are you trying to think of right now? <laughs> Bushnick is is dressed to the traditional garb of a skinhead. Or Danny Elfman. Oh, there you go. Yes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. true too. But like red Classic suspenders, white... Danny Elfman. Yeah. So there's a visual joke that I really like. That he like does the thing where you pull out your suspenders, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's after she has given him the red suspenders, and under she goes, he goes, oh, red suspenders again, and he pulls out the red suspenders, like ah, and under the red suspenders is just another set of red suspenders, and that's a good enough joke because she always buys him red suspenders. That might have been an animation <laughs> error. Yeah, that sounds like an animation <laughs> error. Brandon. Maybe it was a joke. <laughs> I think the door, this, I, there are a lot of things yeah. that you're just pointing out about the anime. You're like, I love this joke they're doing. And it's like, oh, no, that's <laughs> just, this was not well funded. Yeah. Uh, so continue with the plot. Then uh, Seymour's like, I'm going to buy your dad a gift, too, with all the money he pays me with. He doesn't get paid. That's alluded to in the first episode. Uh, no, we got it. Through lines. All right, yeah. They did it. They did all a right, through yeah. line there, right, dude. I'm not, on my, I'm not on my A game. Um, so then he buys a Venus flytrap. He takes it back to the plant shop. It's covered in flowers. Yeah, and Junior is immediately all about that trap. <laughs> and <laughs> and then it's just a whole bunch of scenes of him serenading it. Like yeah. he sets up a dinner, makes Seymour serve at it. I think we really should talk about just like the staggering amount of plant puns that people came up with for this show. Go on, list some. Uh, there's a chlorophyll one. Yeah. It's a weird leaf one. I don't remember any of the names. Look, I just... There were so many of them. Yeah. I should have written some down. You're right. So do you, I'm going to fill them in here okay. right now. I'm going to do it. You're going to put a compilation in? I'm going to put a compilation of them. You know where I'm talking right now? Yep. You guys want to get some good chuckles in right now? I do. No, I'm going to do a pause, and then it would be like, those sure were some puns. Three, two, one. Yeah, those puns suck. <laughs> Bad puns all around. <laughs> Bad show. No enjoyment. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, there were a lot of plant-based puns. The the impossible pun, as it's known. There was a there was a, a cornucopia. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Thank you. There, there was a cornucopia of puns. Hey. Hey. There you go. Do you want to do one, Dave? No, I'm going to leave. No, we have moved beyond puns. <laughs> That's pretty much the same as the impossible <laughs> pun. But, uh, oh, no, I said I'm going to leave. Oh, there we go. Uh, so then at some point, at, they're so, like going to the parade, and Audrey is going to be Little Miss Hose well, gets, or whatever. She gets like accepted by the fire queen, but she yeah. has to have a bouquet. So then the bully goes to the plant shop, and he gets the bouquet, which is the Venus flytrap. Uh, which Venus Demila, which uh, Junior has named her. But also, do Venus flytraps gain flowers around them? I not- don't care. <laughs> I don't not- care one bit. I don't think not like that. And also, so th- this whole time, uh, Junior has desperately been trying to woo this plant, but this plant is 
A normal plant. A normal yeah. plant, and that's the joke. And uh, so they keep trying to woo the plant, and she he can't woo. And then he's like, "I'm gonna break you down, baby. I'm gonna make you love me." Uh, yeah, uh, early nineties. Yeah, dude. Uh, there, I'm surprised he isn't reading like. What is it? The plan? Is that the one game? of the the game? Yeah. <laughs> like he starts negging on plan. <laughs> Yo, like you'd be really pretty if it wasn't for all your flowers. If you didn't have all those flowers, I'm just saying. Hey, also, all the flowers were pink, right? We should they start were just one color. We should start negging our listeners. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I want them to hang out. You'd be cool if you liked better podcasts. <laughs> that so that's taking us down. Okay, yeah. So okay, I, try, I negged try, ourselves. Try, <laughs> yeah, you really, you were like, you'd be cool if you liked better podcasts. You try, took everybody down. I want you to try a neg again. I need, what? Who try, neg? try a different neg. Do see if you can neg on you our listeners. Yeah, try to neg me. He oh, neg you. Yeah, neg me. Uh, you look like you don't have a great relationship with your parents. That's good. That That's a good, good neg. Yeah, you, that was an excellent neg. Is yeah. it accurate? Yeah. Well, no, let's not talk about it. Um, Wait, so are, are we a couple now? Did the negging succeed? <laughs> oh, I mean, here's the thing. So the neg is now. I'm, this I w- is like Dungeons and Dragons flirting. <laughs> <laughs> Did the negging succeed? Do I have a girlfriend now? Roll, roll for intimacy. <laughs> well, now, now I'm going to be looking for approval from you okay. as like a as a parent figure. Great. Yeah. Eat, eat your vegetables. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's uh oh man. Also, the plant uh, played by a comedian. Of course. Yeah, he needed the money. Yeah. Yeah. He Is was it the, the same guy from Speed 2? Do you want me to neg you? No, it's okay. fine. I'll neg you. No, that was me negging you. Oh. I don't need your negging. Do you want another neg? I could neg. The mustache makes you look accurate to what I assume your criminal record is. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I think, was a burn, not a neg. Well, I like, don't know the difference. A neg would be like, you know... Yeah, like, girl, if you were smarter, you would. Oh! A-gay pickle up in his back. <laughs> He's in the pocket, baby. <laughs> the pocket of Big Pharma. Let me tell you about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the plant goes searching for his lost love. No, he, he doesn't. He's despondent. He's sitting at home watching TV. Oh, and then he sees it. He sees it on TV because he, like, it's, it's been given as a bouquet to Audrey. Yeah. But the bully broke in, stole, and gave it. To, no, he tried to give it to her, but then Seymour ended up with it because the bully went. They their fight carried over into the used magnet store, and his braces got stuck to a magnet, and he's stuck there. <laughs> that bully does he just get stuck various places? I mean, that is a joke. We were obsessed. We were fascinated. It's not just a magnet; it was an electromagnet. Wait, wh- we were, who's this? We uh, society as a whole. Oh, okay. Yeah, society as a whole was fascinated by electromagnets there for a few minutes. The monoculture of electromagnets. Do you want to put in a uh, compilation of society being <laughs> obsessed with electromagnets? I absolutely do not. All right, three, two, one, and I'll comment on the electromagnets. <laughs> three, two, one. Wow, I love electromagnets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this episode? It's our Halloween episode. It's spooky because of how minimally prepared we were. Ooh. <laughs> I actually I, I did like uh some but like I watched every episode. Yeah, I was about, like we're the regular amount of prepared. It's just it's yeah. so it's basically it's this part of this soulless wave of like nineties like real Ghostbusters throw everything at the wall and we'll make a thousand TV shows and whatever cartoons stick. Those are the ones we'll just keep and then we'll just keep yeah. making more. What yeah. was the most successful of those film turned into cartoon shows? Probably Beetlejuice. It was still like no. two seasons, maybe. Maybe Real Ghostbusters. It had a spinoff. Like it was still popular. Mm-hmm. It had a spinoff. That Ghostbusters Afterlife, and like I don't think anything I think else. Ghostbusters might be the most successful in like because like we're not counting like X Men or something like that. No. no, it has to be. I was thinking about this. So I think one of those the creators of this went on to create the X Men cartoon. Yeah, no, they were really they they did a bunch, but they also did so many cartoons. They were just yeah. doing like you know, it's just like oh, go and make He Man, go and make this one, go and make this other one, just keep going. It's real Ghostbusters because they like everything about it was successful. I think it was almost you could argue that real Ghostbusters is more successful than the movies, like because like it did like. Uh, was ectoplasm like there was a drink there was the toys 
there was all this stuff like it there's and maybe ninja turtles you could kind of argue because it's a comic book and then it was the then it was a cartoon then movies yeah so oh that's something i wanted to say about this that's super weird uh so one of the people uh the creators of this show uh may was one of the producers on mighty morphin power rangers but also who worked on this show as a producer was uh saban mm-hmm the person who made Power Rangers, complete with the creator of Power Rangers. Yeah. They did a lot of the music for this show. Huh. Yeah. I think they realized they did something wrong and they're like, just metal music from here on yeah. out. Yeah, just that's awesome metal music from here on actually, out. Actually, that makes sense because uh Nirvana came out yeah. ruined <laughs> the show and he's like, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. We're just doing hard thrash and grunge. Um I think we should say the last part of the episode though. So the plant gets recovered, but without the flowers, and then Junior's no longer attracted to her because the moral of this story is that if girls aren't pretty, you can just abandon them. <sighs> I mean, what else? Uh, would, what else would you say the moral of this episode is? Sometimes loves what? can fade, and that's okay. I think yeah, he said something. I think he says that, and then it's like, but your friends will always be there for you. Here's the but thing: what it. By the way, on, speaking of your friends always being there for you, do I need to say R.I.P. or what? Oh, say R.I.P. Yeah, yeah R.I.P. Okay, we are Actually, recording this. Dave, um, <laughs> can you do can you do a a quick uh, uh, a quick episode a quick like a compilation of just scenes from Chandler real quick yeah. so that could really be. From Chandler? Yeah, from, from Friends <laughs> from of Chandler. Of yeah. No. Okay, ready? Okay, three, <laughs> two, one. I think he was a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, the character <laughs> is what I'm talking about. Please, please be way more clear with that. <laughs> I sure hope clips go before I say that. <laughs> I really hope you pick some clips of him like hitting on women creepily in the show. And I don't think the man was I'm bad not at all. A single clip. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Can you just do the clip of where he wishes? I know that no one told you life was gonna be this way. Can we just do the single clip where he wishes death on Keanu Reeves? That's that's the one that really got to me. Oh man, that was this year. That was this year. I'm a little sad that that like I'm very sad for the loss. I'm also sad that I can't bring that up anymore. Like this is the last time I can bring it up because now like afterwards they have to be like, well he's you can bring it up. I only bring up bad things about dead people. You can't argue, I guess. Yeah. By the way, you know who's still alive? Power Roger Reeves. Corman, 97 years old. Wow. Wow. Maker still of Sharktopus. Among others. Yeah, he directed Sharktopus. He directed a lot of stuff. And he was the producer for a lot of good stuff. Like Heathers. And Piranha. Piranha's not good. What about the remake? <laughs> also Piranha bad. 3D. Uh, no, that's, those are bad movies. Yeah. You want to, you want to, got any other? Guys, let's talk about how we improve or fix this show add the harlem globetrotters (laughs) 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 any cartoon like this can be improved by adding the harlem globetrotters (laughs) name a cartoon name a cartoon (laughs) any cartoon from this era (laughs) oh from this era okay from like late 70s to late 90s name any cartoon what about the smurfs (laughs) No, you can. Oh, you're saying add the globe charge to the Smurfs? Yeah, Smurfs. That'd be awesome because <laughs> the, the Smurfs are so small. But then Metalark <laughs> Lemon shows up. And he's like, "Oh, you, some, you need something from that shelf? I got you, Smurfs." And then they do cool basketball tricks. Exactly. To get it down. Yeah. Watership down. Yeah. <laughs> the globe charters can do. They can fix every problem in that. I'm never. Here's the thing about the globe charters. I love the idea of these like rabbits running away, <laughs> and then just like you hear ominous like whistling, and then just feet. Coming down, <laughs> baskets. Those critters are scrambling, but those globetrotters, they're giants yeah. already for people are already giants. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I actually I would argue that the Harlem Globetrotters makes every show better. There's this there's not just a, cartoons. Yeah, it, they have a show if like a single episode has the Harlem Globetrotters in it. you like I can't think of a the single West Wing. I was thinking the West Wing. That's no, so weird. No, absolutely incorrect. <laughs> Not, like they're having a thing where the ha- they're like talking to people in the Harlem Globetrotters are there, and they're like bouncing balls and spinning. Remember when Pendulette was on the West Wing? We were just talking about Pendulette. What about the Underground Railroad? That new TV show. <laughs> oh no. 
It was anything from the late seventies to the late nineties. I, mean, oh, I say any show, and I even think the Harlem Globetrotters could tastefully be in the Underground Railroad because they're very talented performers. Please bring up another app. Please uh, bring up another uh, show. Uh, uh, Rick, Rick Steves Europe. Which one? Rick Steves Europe. What's Rick Steves Europe? Oh my God! <laughs> he doesn't know Rick Steves. What's yeah. Rick? Rick Steves? He does oh my travel shows on PBS. That's already done because they're the Globetrotters. That's why he sh- they should they're, go they're, with they're, him. Uh, yeah, there isn't. You've a, never seen Rick Steves? No. What? Do I? Would I like it, David? Yes. You would. You would love. Is that the one my Rick parents Steve. like? Well, that depends. Are your parents awesome? I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Then they probably like Rick Steves. So what I would do to probably make this show better is I think I would also I would I would lock in the style of it because they had no idea what the style of this thing would be. It looks like trash, and also. And I know that you, I, Audrey Jr., Audrey Two, looks is, is such an iconic design. And I know they wanted to add eyes and make it look nicer, but it looks like Audrey looks like garbage. Like Audrey Two looks like garbage. It doesn't look like the cool thing you want it, it to be. It looks like the thing like my like punk friends drew in high school. Yeah, it looks like the cover of a pop punk album demo tape. That your friends made that has like ska elements, and you're not happy that it has ska. I elements. mean, and while I'm happy they didn't try and like up the racism like that they would have done with Audrey if they you had. You feel it a lot more in this. Yeah, they did. No. They did make Audrey black. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, uh, they, traditionally, it's a big black voice. Or it's okay. a traditional. You know, I, mean, I haven't performer. seen Lil Shop before as the film since I was. A kid. I don't remember Audrey having a, a distinct race in this, but Audrey was definitely black in this. Uh, it's it's. I mean, the way that it's traditionally played, but also okay. There are other ways to play it, and it's. Uh, you could do it like you could do it southern. You could do it any a bunch of different ways, and it would be Italian. Like, Yo, if I could walk and I could talk, who's to say I could do whatever I want? You know, I thought you could do any, and then I heard that, and I don't think you could. Russian. I can't do Russian. Why do you okay. like that? If I can walk and I can talk, who's to say I can do whatever I want? That I would like. You know what would make that better, though? Yeah, how about that Audrey? Do you want the t- t- attention from her? The Har- Harlem Grove charters yeah. would make that impression better. They would, yeah. Yeah. All right, David, how would you improve it? <laughs> Russian Harlem Grove No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're all familiar with Audrey 2. Uh-huh. Yeah. Audrey 3. Yes! The Scrappy-Do. Of the series. Nice. I'm so ready for it. Tiny plant in the series next to Audrey 2 to be like, but pop like but papa. It's like, I'm not your daddy. Oh you get that dude, going, a real going, a real yeah. Godzuki situation. Yeah, I'll this. Absolutely. That one does eat pe- it, it eats animals. Uh, <laughs> it, it eats small animals and it's done for laughs. Like the Yoda baby. There's two words and you messed up the order. <laughs> <laughs> How did you mess that up? Like, no, Yoda's kid is a different thing. That's, yeah, that's a that's a person that's that's the one pe- one of the few people in the universe that's super mad at Yoda for just abandoning. Do you think Yoda has a kid that he doesn't talk about? Um, I think only because it hurts him too much because he really let the kid down. A child support pay must not. I wish I had the impression. I'm so if sorry. you were on your A game, you would. Let's insert a clip. <laughs> Terrible impression. <laughs> wow, I really thought it was going to be better when he yeah. put it in later. I yeah. didn't know it was going to be worse. Jeez. It was. I didn't think it was going to somehow be sexist. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. You can feel. You feel like he's doing an impression. But you know, win did not. <laughs> you, you know, uh, when we turn this off, I have a pretty good Yoda impression I'll do afterwards. Just do it now. No, coward. I, I got to do coward. it afterwards. <laughs> oh, no. That's well, also, wait. Frank Oz, also Yoda. Also oh Yoda. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a Frank Oz heavy episode. You know what? Frank Oz, come on the pod. Yeah. Uh, Concentric circles. Oh, man. That guy might have some real conservative beliefs. Frank Oz? Place. Frank Oz does hate New He's Muppets. He's not named after the HBO show. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Oz does hate New Muppets so much, and the reason he hates the New Muppets so much specifically is the fart shoes and something about that makes me laugh all the time like he just like took personal umbrage against the fart shoes so much that he had to like make a like public statement about how much he hated the fart shoes anyway what show would you recommend (laughs) 
Uh, I would probably recommend. I'm going to recommend uh, 1986's Little Shop of Horrors. Not a show. Okay, what TV show? I have to be specific. Okay, I was so ready <laughs> to do other material. Okay. Wait, did you have material on Little Shop? No, it wasn't material. I just it felt like it worked because I could talk about some Roger Corman stuff I liked. Oh. You still can, but then recommend a TV show. Okay, what TV show would I recommend? Um, you know what? Go watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. It still holds up. It's they almost certainly good. have some Corman films in that. Yeah, they almost definitely do. They're trying to get some money right now. Give them a couple of bucks. Keep that show on the air. Yeah. I'm going to recommend Rick Steves Europe. <laughs> specifically <laughs> to Brandon. <laughs> I think it's on Hulu. Uh, yeah, I got Hulu. I think it's on there. Uh, Enjoy. I'm going to recommend the new Animaniacs. Oh. It was actually very fun and uh, didn't really get its due. People didn't really talk about it. But it's still it's one of those things where we were talking about how the the other the uh, the show Little Shop didn't really have any stylistic uh, strengths animation wise, and uh, Animaniacs came back felt the same as it did, which was really nice and pretty fun. All right, well, everybody, are we sufficiently scared by this Halloween episode? I'm I'm thinking about more immortality at all times. You know what I think about a lot? No. I think about how Dave's in the pocket of Big Pharma. Yeah, uh, there we go. Did it?